Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. We have light rain, fog, and 34 degrees. Donald Trump has won the New Hampshire Republican primary. Fox's Alexis McAdams was at Trump's campaign headquarters. She reports from Bedford, New Hampshire. The former president took the stage and was surrounded by lots of supporters and people in the crowd chanting, Make America Great Again. He thought he had this in the bag earlier when we talked to him on the ground here in New Hampshire at a polling location and again called for Nikki Haley to drop out. And that's what Nikki Haley wanted, right, this entire time. She wanted a two-person race here in New Hampshire. That's what she got. And you saw what happened with the polls here. So Donald Trump was able to pull out a win, not just in Iowa, but now here in the Granite State. Haley held more events, though, than Donald Trump on the ground in this state. It was all about the retail politics for her team. And they say they have the momentum and the money to keep on going with more donations flowing in. Preliminary results show Trump with 55% of the vote and 12 delegates to Nikki Haley's 43% and nine delegates. President Biden is taking a win in the New Hampshire primaries. Fox Business's Madison Allworth has the latest from President Biden's watch party in Manchester, New Hampshire. When the evening started, there were around 50 to 60 people here in attendance, most, if not all of them, volunteers for this grassroots write-in effort. And the reason that this needed to exist is because President Biden was not on the ballot here in New Hampshire. The reason being, the DNC announced last year that South Carolina would be the first in the nation primary. When New Hampshire did not comply, Biden's campaign announced that he would not be filing to be on the ballot. Even though that was the case, this grassroots effort, they made sure and pushed for Biden to win tonight. At 8 p.m., they started speeches. They waited until 9 p.m. At that point, they officially announced that President Biden had won. One person is dead, another critically injured following a shooting in North Wichita. It happened around 2 Tuesday morning in the 1500 block of North Poplar near 15th and Grove. A 20-year-old person died at the scene. An 18-year-old was transported to an area hospital. No names have been released as they are still working to notify family members. At this time, investigators do not believe there was any threat to the general public and no arrests have been made. Anyone with information is asked to call detectives at 268-4407 or Crime Stoppers anonymously at 316-267-2111. Dan O'Neill. 
KNSS News. The Wichita City Council has started preparation on the 2025 city budget. In order to know what Wichitans want in that budget, the city announced the results of a citizen survey that took place last fall. Respondents indicate safety is a continued priority for the city. In the current general fund adopted budget, 59% of it is dedicated to police and fire. Residents also support further focus on the local economy while placing high value on opportunities for education, culture, and the arts. Residents also say Wichita could improve on recreational offerings and health services. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Wichita Public Schools facing a $42 million budget shortfall. Officials blame a declining enrollment and the end of COVID relief funds. Superintendent Kelly Bellefelds says closing some schools could save the district around $16 million. We've been doing a great job of keeping things uh, to our high standard that we want, um, but we, we also need um, to load, to you know shrink that footprint so we have more resources to do things better. Bielefeld says the district plans to reassign teachers and staff affected by any closings. A list of potential schools will be announced next month. Kansas lawmakers are calling on Governor Kelly to sign the flat tax bill. It would create a single tax rate regardless of income level. It would also remove the state sales tax on groceries now instead of waiting a year. Senator Dinah Sykes, a Lenexa Democrat, says the governor has already said she would veto the bill. Hopefully the governor will veto this and we will be able to sustain this because um, it's going to put us underwater within five years. Republicans say they would work to to override any veto of the bill. A two-thirds majority would be needed in both the House and the Senate to override a veto. KNSS News Time now, 6.05, five minutes past six o'clock. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS 6.09 now here on this Wednesday morning and 33 degrees got some mist and some fog and not much wind out there to blow it away. A man escaped from the building where he was living in Park City, but a cat perished in a fire Tuesday afternoon in the 100 block of West 61st Street North. Two dogs also escaped from the fire. The building was used for storage. Damage is estimated at $150,000. At today's weekly meeting, the Sedgwick County Commission will look at property taxes. Commission Chair Ryan Beatty tells KNSS News. Our county clerk's going to be giving a presentation about homestead refunds. Uh, and this is about property tax refunds and opportunities for particularly seniors or disabled veterans to get some sort of property tax relief. Beatty commented during his weekly chat with Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is vowing absolute victory after 21 Israeli soldiers were killed in the deadliest attack against Israeli forces in Gaza since the war with Hamas began. Fox's Alex Hogan reports in Tel Aviv. The IDF says 21 were killed by Palestinian militants when a grenade aimed at a tank took down two buildings, crushing the troops inside. The military claims it's now encircled the city of Han Yunis, but the U.N. warns Israeli attacks hit a shelter for displaced civilians, killing at least six people. As the death toll soars, the World Health Organization reports that strikes on health care facilities are rising as well. And in Jerusalem, families of the hostages are demanding action. Among the families are Liran, Eli, and Omri men fighting to bring home their little brothers, Ziv, Gali, Idan, and Evyatar. They're begging the Biden administration and governments of Qatar and Egypt to mediate. 
Congress and the White House are still negotiating a supplemental package to provide aid to Israel. A pastor in Colorado is accused of defrauding investors in a cryptocurrency marketplace. His defense? The Lord made me do it. Eli Regalado and his wife, Caitlin, face civil fraud charges and are accused of raising $3.2 million for more than 300 people via the cryptocurrency they established, which prosecutors say is essentially worthless. The suspects run the online-only Victorious Grace Church from their home and allegedly spent over $1.3 million on vacations, jewelry, and the purchase of a Range Rover. Eli Regalado posted a YouTube video last week talking about those funds. But out of that 1.3, half a million dollars went to the IRS and a few hundred thousand dollars went to a home remodel that the Lord told us to do. He says God is going to perform a miracle so that everyone can get their money back. The Regalados are due in court next week. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 6-12, 12 minutes past 6 o'clock. And right now, traffic. Well, we're looking at conditions similar to what we were seeing this time yesterday. We've got fog and mist and right around freezing temperatures. Things could be pretty slippery out there this morning. A good idea to be extra careful. Visibility, definitely an issue at uh, Eisenhower National Airport. Visibility is listed at one mile and it's it's going to be heavier in some areas. Just an hour ago, it was listed as a quarter mile. So uh, <laughs> it's going to be heavier in some areas than others. Just a good idea to be extra careful today. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We have a cloudy sky across much of south-central Kansas with widespread dense fog. We'll see light rain and drizzle continue as temperatures hover just above freezing. The high this afternoon, 41. More drizzle returns this evening. Our low falls to 35. Patchy dense fog continues on Thursday morning with light rain. Our high, 49. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Now mist and fog and not much wind northwest at 7 miles per hour. And 33 degrees at Wichita's severe weather station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Now 6.13 on this Wednesday morning. Good morning, Ted Woodward. Hello, Steve McIntosh. Good to have you back over there in the chair this morning. Thank you. Good to be back. Another gray, drizzly day across central Kansas Tuesday, so you couldn't go out and play golf anyway. Wichita's high temperature was 40 degrees, normal high 44. So we're getting closer to normal anyway. Uh, January 24th, and on this date in 1916, the temperature in Browning, Montana, located in extreme northwest Montana, fell a mind-boggling 100 degrees in just 24 hours, from 44 degrees to 58 degrees below zero. It established a record 24-hour temperature drop for the United States. (laughs) A 100-degree drop in 24 hours. Okay. Extreme weather. Glad we're not doing that. Yeah. Of course, that means uh, Christmas Eve was one month ago today. Christmas Eve seems like it was a year ago to me. (laughs) Really? (laughs) It seems like that was a long, long time ago. Time is zipping past, though. On this date in 1984, Apple Computer began selling its first Macintosh model, which boasted a built-in 9-inch monochrome display. Holy mackerel. A clock rate of 8 megahertz. And 128K of RAM. Um, that display, I, my Honda's got a bigger display than that in the, in the dashboard of my car now. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and the computers in that car probably do a lot more. I don't know. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, I guarantee they do a they lot sure more. Sure do. How much is one hundred eighty-eight k? One hundred twenty-eight k of ma- of RAM. Not much, is it, Jed? Uh, Compared to no. what we got today, anyway. No. No. Okay. Well, quite a machine. That was nineteen eighty-four. Last weekend's four NFL divisional round of playoff games averaged forty million viewers on television and digital platforms, the highest on record dating back to nineteen eighty-eight. The viewer average is a seven percent increase over last year and a five percent jump from two years ago. Sunday night's game between the Chiefs and Buffalo Bills on CBS averaged a divisional round record. Just over 50 million viewers. That's according to Nielsen. The previous mark was 48.5 million for the January 15th, 2017 game between Dallas and Green Bay on Fox. It was the most watched program on any network since last year's Super Bowl. Americans love watching pro football on TV. Oh, they do. At one point during the fourth quarter... Of the Chiefs' 27-24 victory, the, uh, they were averaging over 56 million. That is a lot of people tuning in, as you say it, to watch a little football. Hmm. All right. I was listening to the game on KNSS. Yes, we had it on the radio. I was listening to Mitch, because Mitch. I can't stand listening to TV announcers do football. <laughs> some of them, uh, I, I agree, some of them are quite horrid. There's no doubt about it. Let's see here. Uh, the recent blast of cold weather has given alligators a chance to show off their way of coping with freezing temperatures. If you've ever been curious about this, and I've always been curious about what happens to snakes and turtles and alligators when it really gets cold. The Swamp Park Outdoor Adventure Center in Ocean Isle Beach, North Carolina, posted eerie videos on social media showing alligators suspended in frozen ponds with just the tips of their snoots peeking above the ice. In one video, assistant manager Scott Perry got up close with one of the swamp pumpies in frozen state, reaching out to boop one motionless alligator's nose while warning viewers, don't do this at home. They might wake up. The cold-blooded animals can't regulate their own temperatures, so when temperatures drop, they go into a state called brumation to survive. The alligators can protect themselves by sticking their noses up out of the water so they can keep breathing while the water freezes around them, and they return to normal Tuesday after a warming spell. Isn't that strange? Now, what are those turtles? Now, what about turtles? I always wonder about these turtles. I see them all spring and summer and fall out in our pond here behind the building. Yeah. What do they do when it's that pond is frozen over? So they're cold-blooded, so their body temperature of blood temperature is the same as what's around them. Then, huh? I guess they just go into kind of a, a freezing hibernation type thing, wow. like the bears. Man. Hmm. Again, I always feel sorry for them. Because in the summer, they like to come out of the water and sit under the sun. Yeah. They like imagine with Love ah. the sun. Yeah, they love the sun. Underneath that frozen pond. Ugh. Oh, well. They'll make it. They'll be, they'll be fine. Mother Nature will take care of Mother them. Mother Nature has come up with a great plan. 618 now, Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And uh, let's take a look at leadoff sports this morning with Ted Woodward, sir. All right. College basketball tonight. Shocker men at home at Coke Arena hosting East Carolina. The Pirates and the Shockers, both teams trying to snap losing streaks. Pirates have lost three straight. Shocks have lost seven straight. Longest losing streak in 23 years for the Shockers. Still trying to get that first conference win. Shockers are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, says Vegas. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl will begin their pregame coverage at 5.30 p.m. The game will tip off at 6.30 this evening at Coke Arena. Listen to the Shockers live on 103.7 KEYN. The K-State men are on the road tonight. Kansas State visiting 18th-ranked Iowa State. Not easy to go to Ames. 
Cyclones are 11 and 0 on home court this season. Wow. K State is tied for first atop the Big 12 Conference. Cyclones are just a game back, tied for fifth. K State has won six of its last seven. Yet, Vegas has K State as a seven and a half point underdog in Ames tonight. Ooh, wow! Live coverage of K State men's basketball at seven o'clock tonight. That game will tip off at eight p.m. in Ames. Of course, listen on your home for K State men's basketball, ninety-seven five and twelve forty. KFH. Some bizarre news out of the NBA yesterday. Head coach fired Wichita's Adrian Griffin halfway through his rookie head coaching season with the Milwaukee Bucks. Gets the axe. Griffin's tenure in Milwaukee lasted just 43 games. That's barely half the season. The Bucks have a 30-13 and 13 record. They are second in the Eastern Conference, trailing only the Boston Celtics. Milwaukee hired Griffin to replace Mike Budenholzer after the Bucks last year lost to Miami in the first round of the playoffs. Budenholzer guided the Bucks to an NBA championship three years ago. There are concerns about Milwaukee's defense this season. The Bucks have slipped from 4th to 22nd in the league's defensive rating. Assistant Joe Prunty will be the team's interim head coach. Bob Mortali, Fox News. Yes, but they were winning. Second best team in the NBA, by the way. Fire their head coach. They were winning. With a record of 30 and 13. You know, Something's going on. Every morning you, you amaze me with the story about sports management. That must be the, the last bastion of morons. Well, the general manager of the owner must have said, hey, you got to do this. And Adrian Griffin must have said, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Uh, that's what it looks and like. Done it. Okay, you're, you're done then. You're going to do it my way. Yeah. No, I'm not. Well, goodbye then. Yeah. I'm, well, we'll see. I'm sure there's a lot more to that Probably story. Personality class. Feel bad for Adrian Griffin, man. Yeah. He'll get it. But he'll. I'm he'll sure he'll get a shot somewhere yes, else. He should. He should. He kind of. He's done with Milwaukee, right? <laughs> College Baseball Hall of Fame is now going to have a permanent home in Overland Park, Kansas, opening next year at the museum at Prairie Fire, right there at 135th Street and Knoll, up in the Kansas City area. Great. Complex there for that, like that to be. The College Baseball Hall of Fame was established 20 years ago. Now it's going to have a permanent home in Overland Park. And let's finish up with hockey last night. The Edmonton Oilers win again at home. They beat the Columbus Blue Jackets 4-1 to with two former Thunder players helping out. Starting in goal for Edmonton, Stuart Skinner, 27 saves. His 11th straight victory in goal. And he now passes Grant Fuhrer. The longest streak in goalie in the Edmonton Oilers history. 11 straight wins. And on defense, another Thunder player, Vincent Descharnay, had three block shots. 18,000 fans were at the game in Edmonton last night as the Oilers win their 14th game in a row. They're only the seventh team in National Hockey League history to have a 14-game winning streak. And they're in third place right now in the Pacific Division. So the Edmonton Oilers just keep on winning, and a couple of Thunder players are big parts of that. There we go. That's Sports with Steve and Ted, brought to you by Bel Air Recovery Center. Proud to serve veterans that served our nation. Located in northeast Wichita, Bel Air Recovery Center improves the lives they touch. 622 now. Keep it in for Dr. Sanjay Gupta. What is compassion fatigue? Well, it's coming up right here with Steve and Ted in the morning on KNSS. This is Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntyre, Ted Woodward, 6.30 this Wednesday morning and 33 degrees. A woman from Newton was injured in a crash in Harvey County Tuesday morning on K-196 west of Whitewater. Troopers say the 28-year-old was driving an SUV that went left of center 
striking an eastbound semi head-on. The woman was taken to a Wichita hospital. Her condition is not known. The 35-year-old Great Bend man was driving the semi. He was not injured. Dozens of Kansas lawmakers launching an effort to direct the state's attorney general to release information from an investigation of a police raid last year on a central Kansas weekly newspaper. 35 Democrats and 10 Republicans in the Kansas House have introduced a resolution condemning the August 11th raid of the Marion County Records Offices and the home of its publisher. The resolution would direct Attorney General Chris Kobach to provide a report on whether the investigation found that people's civil rights were violated. House Speaker Dan Hawkins said in an email statement that the request would go through the, quote, normal committee process, which gives a committee chair wide discretion in what measures to consider. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Kansas lawmakers are calling on Governor Kelly to sign a flat tax bill. It would create a single tax rate regardless of income level. It would also remove the state sales tax on groceries now instead of waiting a year. House Speaker Dan Hawkins, a Wichita Republican, says lawmakers will work to overcome a promised veto by the governor. If she doesn't sign it, then we'll work towards a, an override. That's the next step if she doesn't sign it. But we're, we're, we're thinking she really should. A two-thirds majority would be needed in both the House and Senate to override the veto. Immigration proving to be a key issue for Republican primary voters. Fox's Bill Malugin with details. As President Biden's approval ratings on his handling of the border continue to sink like a rock, voters in New Hampshire tell Fox it is their number one priority this election year. And this comes as the month of December saw the highest number of illegal crossings in recorded history as the Biden administration just continues to break all the wrong records across the board year after year after year. Despite officials in his own administration constantly claiming that the border is secure, President Biden finally admitted it's not. A pastor in Ohio and a city are at odds over using a church for round-the-clock shelter for the homeless. Chris Avell, a pastor at Dad's Place Church in Bryan, Ohio, pleading not guilty this month to 18 criminal counts. City officials alleging he violated ordinances when he opened the venue up as a 24-7 sanctuary for those seeking shelter. Avell calling the charges unexpected and humiliating. In response, lawyers for the pastor and the church have filed a federal lawsuit against the city alleging religious discrimination, asking for a restraining order or an injunction as well as damages and attorney's fees. The city denies it's treated the pastor and the church inappropriately. A federal judge will consider the injunction on March 4th. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. At today's weekly meeting, the Sedgwick County Commission will look at property taxes. Commission Chair Ryan Beatty tells KNSS News the county clerk will make a presentation on homestead refunds. There are three specific types of homestead refunds. You got the general homestead refund program. They've got a program for her called Safe Seniors, and they've got another program for disabled veterans uh, called SVR. And what I would encourage, Steve, if, if anybody has any questions on these, because there's guidelines and parameters, just call the county clerk's office. They're, they're fantastic. Beatty commented during his weekly chat with Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. Now we'll look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Lately, we've seen this repetitive cycle of fog and drizzle, and that's going to continue throughout the next several days. Even more rain chances expected by the end of the week, but our long-range forecast is showing a warming trend and some sunshine by the weekend. Widespread dense fog continues this morning with areas of drizzle. Our high today, 41. Light rain tonight, Tello 35. 
Thursday, 49. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Now, mist, fog, 33 degrees, and northwest wind at 7 miles per hour. At Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330, KNSS. And, Ted, uh, we're showing a little, uh, showing on the radar, uh, showers just to the south of Wichita. Small area, coming almost straight north. Right down along uh, 35. And on the turnpike, clear down and into Oklahoma. Hit the Oklahoma border, and it's right along 35, clear to Oklahoma City. And it looks like it's about 20 miles wide, and it's coming straight north. There's another area out and running across Kingman County right now to the west of us. Should be raining. It's probably raining in Kingdom, Kingman as we speak, and they've got some showers to the south of them going up a different path to the north. So we we got some rain in the forecast today, more than just the fog, but the fog's making it kind of creepy out there. <laughs> Interesting to drive. It's uh, Today is January the 24th, and it was on this date in 1848 that James W. Marshall discovered a gold nugget at Sutter's Mill in Northern California, a discovery that led to the gold rush of 49. Boy, did that change everything. My, uh, my family's history uh, talks about, I think, my great, 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 or just great-grandfather, Theodore, came out of Indiana and walked all the way to the gold fields. Yep. So he could build houses for the people out there. So the, many men the, all over America gold rush. just immediately started yeah. heading for California. He wound up back here in Kansas, homesteading out in western Kansas, started a family, my mom's family out there. So there you go, the, the gold rush of 49. I wonder, if, wonder how many people realize that that's why they are the San Francisco 49ers. And you, <laughs> you plus it's one of those things we don't think about when we think, oh, let's go to California. You get on a plane. Back then, you make that decision to go to California, you, you're basically just saying, I'm, ch- I'm going to change my life right now. Yep, because you got to go over the mountains and through the desert. <sighs> That's quite a trip. Yeah. Those quite people were trip. tough, man. No kidding. All right, the, uh, the IRS wants to rewrite its complicated letters to taxpayers and speak to people in plain English. Federal tax collector is rewriting and sending out commonly received notices ahead of the 2024 tax filing season as part of its new simple notice initiative. The 2024 tax season begins on January 29th, Kansas Day. More than 170 million notices are sent out annually by the IRS, 170 million, to taxpayers regarding credits, deductions, and taxes owed. Notices are often needlessly long and uh, filled with legal jargon, forcing many confused taxpayers to call the agency and jam up the phone line. Thus justifying their existence. So, you know. And yet, whenever they talk about tax reform and making things simpler, nothing ever nope. goes that direction. That doesn't seem to. Ever. Does. The uh, breaking news uh, last evening is when I first heard of it, that longtime CBS News host Charlie Osgood, Charles Osgood, had died at the age of 91. Uh, he joined the CBS News in 1971. And remained with the network until his retirement in 2017. And for several years, we had the Osgood File commentary right here on the morning show with Steve and Ted. And coming up about an hour from now, we're going to do a little more on this. Give a little bit more of a, an obituary, if you will, on Charles Osgood. He, we just had his birthday within the had last couple birthday. weeks. And, uh, you know, it's a uh, longtime host of CBS Sunday Morning. Sunday well. Morning. And he was in town when I first started at KNSS. He was in town for something, and I was invited to a cocktail party, and Shelly and I. Got to spend some time with Charlie Osgood. And tell you what, Ted, 
just as nice as man as you'd ever wanted. Well, and just he just treated you like you were the, the the only person in the world. You know, a lot of charisma there. Well, that's why he had a long career. Yes, because he wasn't a phony. He was a great, yeah. great, great yeah. announcer. Six thirty nine. Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Time for the KNSS commodities update. We'll bring you that here in just a minute. Uh, with Stephen Ted. Hey, do you have a birthday? Did, did did Logan have a birthday? What are your nephews? My nephew Logan had a birthday yesterday. Is that yesterday? Yeah, he's okay. a student up at Kansas State. Is loving he... life in college right now. Uh, loving it. Is he a freshman there? Or did sophomore. he sophomore? Sophomore. Wow. Yeah. Well he's getting used to that the campus the excitement of living on campus up there, huh? Oh yeah. Uh, Loves it. Having a having a ball. Well good for him. And happy birthday. Yeah. Good young man. Twenty one, I think. Twenty one. Yeah, so no watershed there. Yeah. Sure is. All right, so six thirty nine. That means he can, yeah. Well, no. go to Aggieville. I, that's, I'm sure that's what happened last night. Uh, well, go down there and you know, get you a cupcake at Denny's. <laughs> six thirty, make it six forty. Even ten in the morning here on KNSS. Time for the KNSS commodities update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Stephen Ted. There was a lack of price-friendly news yesterday, but that did not stop the cattle complex from going higher. We saw new highs for the current move made in almost every contract yesterday and very strong closes at the end of the session. Now, Choice Box Beef is back above the $301 mark. There was no cash cattle trade reported in our feed yards yesterday, and lean hogs were also able to trade and close strong to the upside yesterday with some help from new out of China. At the close yesterday, Feb live cattle 87 cents higher, 174.65. March feeders 237 higher at 233.65, and Feb hogs 237 higher at 73.30. Now, despite the dollar index being higher Tuesday, the wheat, corn, and soybeans were able to close on the positive side. Now, the upside appeared to be mainly from short covering by the managed money accounts, and there was no fresh market moving news to trade off of yesterday. At the moment, March Kansas City wheat five and a quarter higher at six twenty-two and three quarters, with the March corn up a penny and a quarter at four forty-seven and three quarters, and March soybeans down a penny and a quarter at twelve thirty-eight and a quarter. March crude oil this morning thirty-eight cents lower at seventy-three ninety-nine. February gold eight dollars ninety cents higher at two thousand thirty-four seventy. The March S&P twenty-two points higher at forty-nine hundred seventeen. March dollar index down forty-three cents at one hundred two ninety-seven. And March Dow Jones futures eighty-two points higher at thirty-eight thousand one seventy-one. For commodity trading, ag marketing, or managed trading programs, contact Leffler Commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866-GO-TO-TOM. Well, the radar is showing at least some rain moving here across south-central Kansas from south to north. Are you getting anything besides maybe some fog over there in Augusta right now? As far as I can tell, it's mainly at haze out there at the moment, Steve. Just hazy, huh? Okay, well. well yes, and, and a little dark, too. Okay, well, why don't you turn on that big floodlight out there? Do you have one of those? <laughs> Do not have one of those. Maybe it, it, I need to look into one. Have you put down? Have you taken down your inflatable Santa yet? <laughs> Never had one. Up, oh, okay. But it would have been down if I did have. He had the inflatable Grinch. Mm-hmm. Oh, blew away. Did the Grinch ever come back? That's what I want to know. Nope, never came back. Oh man, it's in Nebraska somewhere. <laughs> got a big, got a big patch on it, like a tire <laughs> patch on it up there. And some Nebraska guy, Cornhuskers, bought it up for you. All right. Thank you, Tom. We'll check with you tomorrow morning. Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities this morning. Coming up, Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker, improving your financial health. Aha.
That's on the way. Steve is head of the morning here on KNSS. Steve and Ted in the morning, KNSS, 648 here on this Wednesday morning. Three big things. Three. Wichita Public Schools face a $42 million budget shortfall. Two. Wichita City Council begins preparation on next year's budget. One. Trump wins the Republican in New Hampshire primary with 55% of the vote to Nikki Haley's 43%. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. A couple of traffic accidents now. You'll want to watch out for these. Uh, watch out for these. Uh, traffic accident on MacArthur, just west of K15, and traffic pretty heavy down there right now. So watch out. Uh, we've also got an injury traffic accident at Central and Ridge. You want to avoid that area as well. Traffic update from 98.7 and 13:30 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Dense fog advisory this morning. Cloudy and foggy today. 40% chance for rain. And a high of 41 degrees. Slight chance for drizzle and fog tonight. The overnight low 35. Thursday, mostly cloudy with a high of 49 degrees. Now mist, fog, 33 degrees. Northwest wind at 7 miles per hour. At Wichita's Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Whiskey lovers, go to the Monarch for nightcap specials every day from 10 till midnight. Get half-priced pints and $7 signature old fashions. The Monarch. West Douglas in historic Delano. Artificial intelligence is being used to assess prescription medication. Fox on set. A business in western Washington is using artificial intelligence to determine which prescription drugs are real and which are fake. A Lithion CEO, Roy Gonzarski, says their app can validate over-the-counter drugs by taking a picture of the packaging and verifying the pharmaceutical company that produced them. Every pill, every bottle, whatever it is that they want to uh, protect, everyone that goes by, a camera simply automatically takes a picture of every one of them. In that instance, a digital fingerprint, or what we call a feature print, is created and stored and it doesn't just test medicine you could find in a pharmacy. Gonzarski says the app can also identify fake pills laced with fentanyl. The ability for us to identify every item as a unique item that came from the original manufacturer means that you cannot get away with tampering. The latest data from the DEA says they seized almost 60 million fentanyl-laced fake pills in 2022. With Fox on Tech, I'm Anna Eliopoulos, Fox News. The Dow cooled a bit Tuesday on Wall Street. Wall Street ending the day mixed as the Dow eased off a record high set Monday and fell below the 38,000 mark. Meantime, the S&P 500 continued into record territory. The Dow fell on the day 96 points. The Nasdaq gained 66. The S&P added 14. Wall Street is absorbing a slew of earnings reports. Procter & Gamble says better pricing is the key to high revenue. And Johnson & Johnson said adjusted earnings per share came in a penny ahead of expectations. And speaking of J&J, the company has 10 agreed to pay about $7 million to settle claims over how J&J marketed its talcum-based baby powder. The company has faced claims its powder causes cancer. J&J has denied that. Tom Graham, Fox News. Improving your financial health. Mm-hmm. Don Grant, CFP, The Money Tracker, with us this morning. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Steve and Ted. You know, I don't know very many people who are born rich, mm. but... Bully, bully for them. <laughs> for for most of us, getting financially healthy is a lifetime journey. And if you plan properly, there will be a point where you will be able to scream from the mountaintops, I have one. That means all indicators show that you will be able to maintain your lifestyle and never outlive your savings. 
Well, here how here's how our financial lives progress. It begins by building a strong financial foundation. From your big, first big job, first designate how much you'll put into your retirement plan. It comes directly from your paycheck, so eventually, believe me, you won't even miss it. Build up your emergency and slush funds. The emergency fund is just that. It'll cover an emergency expense in or if your income or your income if you lose your job. The slush fund will keep you from hitting the credit cards if you have a want to purchase. You know, you want to go to a concert. You pull it out of your slush fund. Motivate yourself through success. If you set retirement asset goals or debt reduction targets, when you hit one, celebrate. Throw yourself a, a mini party and go out to dinner or uncork that great bottle of wine that you've been saving. Hitting clear goals will help you motivate to get you to the next step. Most careers grow not only in job responsibilities, but with salary. Um, that, that, that commensurates your assigned, you know, your assigned tasks that you're taking on as you're advancing in your career. If you adopt a regime that is below your means early in your professor, for profession, as you climb that career ladder, your lifestyle will grow as does your salary. Each step is a cause for celebration. Another aspect of your financial foundation is your credit score. Staying ahead of your bills ensures that you won't fall into default. That can hit your credit score hard. Lower credit scores tell lenders it's you're a bigger risk. So borrowing for a new home or a car will cost you more than it should. Keeping abreast of your financial health has been shown to help your physical and your mental health as well. Knowing where your finances stand can reduce stress, help you sleep, and help with relaxation. That is according to the National Institute of mental health. If you have any questions on this, you can give me a call over at Saber Wealth. The number is 267-0600. Today is National Compliment Day. Oh, I am so happy that you are here with us to share that. Offers a wonderful way to brighten someone's day or to give credit for a job well done. Give an extra compliment annually on this day and any time one is deserved. Ted, you look amazing today. And you know what? You do such a good job with sports. A compliment has a powerful effect. It can instill confidence in a child. I feel more confident. Or a radio announcer. Or validate someone's hard work. I feel more confident because you are more confident. Many times people are able to hand out compliments and be completely insincere about it. (laughs) Jad, you look great this morning. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> starting to feel like this is National Shovel Day. Of course, yeah. <laughs> We've had that before. It's piling up in here. It ain't snow. You know, in the workplace, though, it can't, it can't bring a lawsuit, so be careful. You know, like, Libel, all that. If, if I would happen to say, Don, you look great in that dress today, you might want to, you know, have grounds to sue me or something. Right well, now. I mean, this dress is no different than the dresses I wear every day. No. You know? So basically, it's Polka National Dots. Insincerity Day. Yeah, well, for some people, yeah. yes, Jed. Well, for me. Uh, in your case, it would be completely yeah. insincere to ever compliment anybody on anything. Right. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's not... See, that you figured that out all that by was, yourself. That's, that's that not was a compliment. spirit. That I, was, was, I was plugging into what he's really good at. <laughs> oh, we're just kidding, folks. It is. Yeah. Thank you, guys. We you, are. You all do a great job. Well, I truly uh, the, I truly look forward to coming this here This morning, morning team does a great job with only a couple of exceptions. All right. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> and, they're, and they're not named we'll Steve. Go <laughs>
Thanks, guys. 6.56 now. Coming up 7 o'clock. Top of the hour news with Steve and Ted. Trump wins New Hampshire primary, and we have the details on that. And the Wichita schools facing a big budget shortfall. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Saber Wealth is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Trump wins New Hampshire primary. We have the story. Wichita schools face a big budget shortfall. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. A double shooting investigated in North Wichita. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm Rodney Price. We're only a few weeks into 2024, but the city of Wichita is already planning ahead for 2025. That story is coming up. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Once again, it's a bit slow going this morning with widespread dense fog and light drizzle across south central Kansas. When will we finally see the sunshine again? Our complete forecast is coming up. Former President Trump is the projected winner of the New Hampshire primary, but his lone Republican challenger insists... She's still in the race. Former President Trump spoke Tuesday night expressing frustration with his former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley and lone remaining challenger, who spoke first, sounding victorious. Who the hell was the imposter that went up on the stage before and, like, claimed a victory? She did very poorly, actually. Nikki Haley thanked her New Hampshire supporters and said they will fight on as they head to her home state of South Carolina. In the next two months, millions of voters in over 20 states will have their say. Yes. We should honor them. Haley said polls show no one wants a rematch between the current Democratic president and former Republican one. In Bedford, New Hampshire, Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Well, he wasn't even on the ballot, but President Biden notched a primary win Tuesday. Supporters of President Biden had to write in his name. He did not appear on the primary ballot here, keeping in step with the DNC's decision to have South Carolina's February primary host the first contest. Still a grassroots write-in campaign proved successful, breaking well over 50 percent of the Democratic vote and well ahead of Minnesota Congressman Dean Phillips. Phillips says he is staying in the race. As for the biden Harris campaign, a statement on the New Hampshire results, did not mention the president's win, instead focusing on the win of former President Trump, saying the MAGA movement has completed its takeover of the Republican Party. In Bedford, New Hampshire, Jared Halpern, Fox News. One person is dead, another critically injured following a shooting in North Wichita. It happened around 2 Tuesday morning in the 1500 block of North Poplar near 15th and Grove. A 20-year-old person died at the scene. An 18-year-old was transported to an area hospital. No names have been released as they are still working to notify family members. At this time, investigators do not believe there was any threat to the general public and no arrests have been made. Anyone with information is asked to call detectives at 268-4407 or Crime Stoppers anonymously at 316-267-2111. Dan O'Neill. KNSS News. The Wichita City Council has started a preparation on the 2025 city budget. In order to know what Wichitans want in that budget, the city announced the results of a citizen survey that took place last fall. Respondents indicate safety is a continued priority for the city. In the current general fund adopted budget, 
59% of it is dedicated to police and fire. Residents also support further focus on the local economy while placing high value on opportunities for education, culture, and the arts. Residents also say Wichita could improve on recreational offerings and health services. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Wichita Public Schools facing a $42 million budget shortfall. Officials blame declining enrollment and the ending of COVID relief funding. Superintendent Kelly Bielesfeld says closing some schools could save the district about $16 million. We've been doing a great job of keeping things uh, to our high standard that we want, um, but we, we also need um, to load to you know shrink that footprint so we have more resources to do things better. Bielefeld says the district plans to reassign teachers and staff affected by any closings. A list of potential schools will be announced next month. Kansas lawmakers are calling on Governor Kelly to sign a flat tax bill. It would create a single tax rate regardless of income level. It would also remove the state sales tax on groceries now instead of waiting a year. Senator Dinah Sykes, a Lenexa Democrat, says the governor has already said... She's going to veto the bill. Hopefully the governor will veto this and we will be able to sustain this because um, it's going to put us underwater within five years. Republicans say they would work to override any veto of the bill. A two-thirds majority would be needed in both the House and Senate to override such a veto. KNSS News Time now, 7.05, five minutes past 7 o'clock. Men's basketball action tonight. K-State on the road. Shockers at home. We'll preview those. Hear from Coach Mills coming up in sports. A Pennsylvania woman charged with torturing and killing animals live on the Internet. That story and more coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Stevens Head. The KNSS Morning News with Stevens Head. 7.09, nine minutes past 7 o'clock. Soon, the Sedgwick County Commission will begin its annual budget writing process. Commission Chair Brian Ryan Beatty tells KNSS News it can be challenging to pay the county's bills while holding down taxes. We're going to start our planning for the 2025 budget here in February, and that's a it's a, it's a concern. Um, finding that appropriate balance is how do we how do we fund government, meaning all the compensation increases that we need for the 46 departments of Sedgwick County government. But, but how do we also balance the fact that increasing property taxes is also uh, hurting people in, in some regards? It, it is very challenging for many families. Beatty commented during his weekly chat with Stephen Head in the morning on KNSS. President Biden is set to speak at the United Auto Workers National Conference today, signaling a possible major big labor endorsement. The White House says President Biden will speak to UAW members at a legislative conference today in Washington. Amid reports, the union's top brass may endorse his 2024 re-election bid. President Biden, who claims to be the most pro-union president, has been courting auto workers' support, even joined them on the picket lines during last year's Big Three auto strike. If the UAW does endorse the president, questions remain over how many of its 400,000 members will do the same. As the president struggles over the economy and his mandated electric vehicle policies that automakers have said are not realistic, EV policies that have also led to thousands of job cuts at the big three automakers. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Lawyers for an embattled U.S. senator are calling for bribery charges 
to be dropped. Attorneys for New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez argued in a court filing this week that their client is being targeted by a vengeful FBI. They say the Democrats' home was illegally searched in an effort to get back at the senator after he beat previous charges. In 2017, a federal jury in New Jersey deadlocked on 18 criminal charges against Menendez and a wealthy Florida eye doctor accused of buying the senator's influence. In this latest case, Menendez and his wife are both accused of accepting cash, gold bars, and a luxury car to carry out favors for three businessmen. A trial is set for May. Tom Graham, Fox News. A woman in Pennsylvania charged with torturing and killing animals live on the Internet. Cops say 28-year-old Angie Armancy of Upper Darby, Pennsylvania, not only live-streamed as she tortured and killed the animals, but she had an audience goading her on in text. They say Monsi interacted with her online audience, begging for more likes before torturing and killing frogs, a rabbit, and a pigeon. Police say her channel has more than 20,000 subscribers. Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. KNSS has news time now, 7-12. 12 minutes past 7 o'clock. Right now in Wichita, well, the conditions out there are one of the biggest traffic worries that we have at the moment. Uh, we've got some uh, fog still uh, in the area, but it's not quite as bad as it has been. Looks like it's lifting in here, uh, here and there. Visibility at Eisenhower National Airport uh, listed at 7 miles. Um, we do have the temperature still hovering right around that freezing mark, so continue to watch out for the occasional slick spot, especially bridges, overpasses, elevated roadways. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And now the KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Jack Maney. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Steve and Ted. How are you all today? We're good, Doing Jack. Well. Our visibility is perfect here on the radio. <laughs> yeah, we've been having some problems with visibility across yes, most have. of the state. And in fact, the entire state of Kansas right now is under a dense fog advisory that runs until noon today. So we're going to be dealing with this for the rest of the morning. Thankfully, that fog has not been especially dense all the time. There have been at times it kind of ebbs and flows. So be on the lookout for those patches where that fog becomes more dense and can reduce visibilities down below a half mile to a quarter mile. So something to watch out for for sure this morning. Also, a little bit of light drizzle. We're still just above freezing in Wichita, but folks off to the north, Hutchinson up into portions of areas to the north up towards Salina are near and below freezing as we have a little bit of moisture in the area. So some light icing will be a possibility, at least just for the next hour or two until temperatures start to warm back up. Today's high is getting up into the 40s, and we'll be keeping the clouds around another round of fog overnight tonight into tomorrow morning. And then as this moisture hangs around into Friday, that's going to be bringing us our next chance of rainfall Friday. As a storm system moves through and finds this big old pocket of moisture sitting around, that'll be producing a wave of light to moderate rainfall throughout the afternoon into the evening on Friday, and that could even linger into Saturday morning. It does look like rainfall could be pretty substantial, anywhere from a quarter to a half inch. Some localized spots up to an inch of rainfall out of that out of the deal before it's all said and done. And then next week we're looking to continue on a warming trend with temperatures rising to the 50s and also seeing a lot more sun, sunshine. So getting a nice little reward after that long bout of arctic air we had last week next week is looking like it's going to be a real nice one it's going to be warming up just a little bit huh? nice there hey what, what, what do you got right now uh jack what's going on Right now in Wichita we've got fog a few light drizzly rain showers and a temperature of 33 degrees 
Thank you, Jack. The KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Jack Maney. Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. This is the 24th day of January. And you said a month ago is Christmas Eve, right, Ted? Yesterday's uh, high temperature, 40 degrees, normal high 44. And on this date, back in 1916, the temperature in Browning, Montana, which is located in extreme northwest Montana, near the Canadian border, tell, fell a mind-boggling 100 degrees in just 24 hours. From 44 degrees to 56 below zero. Oh. It established a 24-hour a uh, temperature drop record for the, the U.S. Man. <laughs> That's interesting. That does not compute. Oh, sir. Woo. On this date, the 24th, on this date in 2013, not so long ago, President Barack Obama's defense secretary, Leon Panetta, announced the lifting of a ban on women serving in combat. So we now have the ability to, for our women in the service to serve in combat. Neil Diamond's having a birthday, 83 years old today. Guy has sold more than 130 million records worldwide. a massive worldwide. career. This makes him one of the best-selling musicians yep. of all time. Mm-hmm. Cracklin' Rose. A lot of good music. There's good music there. Everybody's got a favorite Neil Diamond, I'm sure. Ted, a recent survey found that you should be curious about this. You've had a couple days off, right? Recent survey has found that an alarming number of office managers would rather their employees come in for their shifts, even if they are sick. Well, I certainly could have come in Monday and Tuesday. It would not have been good on-air content. My voice was messed up. Yeah. The poll conducted by a resume builder examined how office managers view their employees' uh, access to sick leave. This is according to Julia Toothaker, a career strategist at the company. 20% of managers, 20%, said they've encouraged workers who weren't feeling well to still come into the office. So it's not not many. Most, not, most okay. of them are smart no. enough to say, no, you better go ahead and stay home. <clears throat> More on that story at knssradio.com. Here is the story, Ted. An impressive factoid for our listeners out there. You may take to your office or your luncheon friends and really impress them mm-hmm. today. You ready? Yeah, yeah. They want to take this down with a pencil and paper. A lady in California just broke the record for the longest arm hair on a woman. She's mm, got a what's si- her number? single hair on her right arm that's clocked 7.24 inches. There you go. It's a world that thing record. didn't want to come out. A Wookiee. It's a world record for just about everything. Stephen says the morning here, 717. wonder what her leg hair is like. Oh, there's probably another category for that. (laughs) I'm sure there is. 718, Stephen says the morning. Let's go ahead and uh, check the sports this morning with uh, Ted Woodward. Shockers playing basketball tonight, Ted? Yes, we got the Shocks at home at Coke Arena, Wichita State hosting East Carolina tonight. Shockers are favored by three and a half points on home court. Shocks still looking for their first conference win of the season, and they're trying to snap a seven-game losing streak, their longest in 23 years. Both teams on a losing streak. Pirates come in, having lost three straight. And uh, the Pirates come in, they kind of have one of those very, very intense defensive looks to them, like Texas Tech does and North Texas. Shocks have already played North Texas this year, so head coach Paul Mills talks a little about that. Texas Tech had uh, top ten uh, lottery picks. East Carolina fortunately doesn't, but they're plenty talented. And they, they do a good job of, of really, if you get it on the outer thirds, keeping it there. 
and you kind of have to make sure that you're attacking it the right way. But it does help that we've kind of seen that defense before uh, in, in order to understand how you attack it. There you go. Shocks at home tonight. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl have live pregame coverage on the air at 5.30 p.m. The game will tip off at 6.30 this evening at Coke Arena. Listen to the Shockers live on 103.7 KEYN. The K-State men are on the road tonight in a very difficult place to visit. 18th-ranked Iowa State. K-State is a 7.5-point underdog going into this one, despite the fact that the Wildcats have won six of their last seven. They're tied for first place atop the Big 12. Iowa State's only a game back, tied for fifth place. But Iowa State is 11-0 and on home court this season. Very difficult for road teams to go in and get a win in Ames. Nobody's done it yet this season. Live coverage of K-State basketball begins at 7 o'clock tonight. The game will tip off at 8 o'clock tonight in Ames. You're home for K-State basketball, 97-5 and 1240 KFH. Pro basketball in the NBA. Strange news. One of the top teams in the league fired its head coach yesterday. The Milwaukee Bucks, halfway through the season, second best team in the league, have fired their head coach in his rookie campaign, Wichita's Adrian Griffin. Bucks have a record of 30 and 13, but they have now relieved Adrian Griffin of his head coaching duties. So the Wichita, in a bizarre way, is done with his first head coaching stint in the NBA and only lasted a half season with the Bucks. Oh, don't you think he'll get another? Pretty quick think, yeah. He's That's doing very well. Strange yeah. uh, story coming out of Milwaukee there. The Bucks now looking for a new head coach, despite the fact that they're the second-best team in the league. <laughs> uh, boy, we talked about uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Big win over the Buffalo Bills in the conference semifinals on Sunday night. A lot of people were listening right here on KNSS to Mitch Holtis with the call, and a lot of people were watching on TV, too. Americans love their football. 50.4 million tuned into the Kansas City Chiefs nail-biting divisional victory over the Buffalo Bills, making it the most watched NFL divisional playoff game ever, beating the previous record holder of the Dallas Cowboys and Green Bay Packers, which hit 48.5 million viewers in January of 2017. Sunday's game peaked with more than 56 million viewers. According to Paramount Global, the game also delivered Paramount Plus, its most streamed live event ever. Also grabbing high numbers, the Packers and San Francisco 49ers game, which pulled in 37.5 million viewers for Fox. NBC's Buccaneers-Lions came in close behind with 37.2 million. Michelle Polino, Fox News. And a couple of birthdays today. Happy birthday to former Wichita Wings soccer star Willie Anderson. He's 77 today, born in Liverpool, played winger on that first Wichita Wings team back in the late 70s and early 80s. Happy birthday to former Wings player Willie Anderson. He is 77 today. And happy birthday to a former All-Star for the Kansas City Royals, Whit Merrifield. Now with the Toronto Blue Jays, Whit Merrifield with a birthday. He's 35 today. That's sports with Stephen Ted on KNSS. 722 now. Keep it here for a house call for health. Some ways to improve your healthy habits. That's on the way with Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. This is Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 7.30 here on this Wednesday morning. 33 degrees with a cloudy sky. Former President Trump has notched another 2024 win. Former President Donald Trump has won the New Hampshire primary. You know, we won New Hampshire three times now, three 
His rival, former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, took a few jabs at the former president and declared that her campaign is on to her home state of South Carolina. New Hampshire is first in the nation. It is not the last in the nation. With the Nikki Haley campaign in Concord, New Hampshire, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Wichita Public Schools are facing a $42 million budget shortfall. Officials blaming a declining enrollment and the ending of COVID relief funds. United Teachers Union President Katie Warren says closing schools will impact entire neighborhoods. I think it's unfortunate that, um, or I'm disappointed that we would have to make decisions on laying off teachers, especially during a teacher shortage, or closing buildings. The district plans to reassign teachers and staff affected by closings. A list of potential schools that might be closed will be announced next month. The Wichita City Council approved hiring an architect firm to uh, revitalize the west bank of the Arkansas River between Douglas and Waterman. LK Architecture is being asked to design walking paths and other features in the area. The project is being paid for by a state grant earmarked for riverfront improvements. Lawmakers in Topeka are proposing an amendment to the state constitution to protect the right to bear arms. The legislation would strengthen the wording to include ammunition, firearm accessories, and components. Representative John Epley, a Republican from Atchison, says about 70 lawmakers support that legislation. It sounds like a big deal, but really it's just codifying what I feel is the status quo in regards to the Second Amendment in our own state. And I think it's uh, it's an important concept to probably uh, be preemptive on. If passed, the amendment would appear on the ballot in November. It's a guilty verdict for a New York man who shot and killed a young woman who was in the wrong driveway. Last April, 20-year-old Kaylin Gillis and a group of friends trying to find a house in upstate New York pulled their two cars and motorcycle down a long, winding driveway. They realized it was the wrong address and were leaving when 66-year-old Kevin Monahan, the homeowner, started blasting off his shotgun at the group. The second shot struck Gillis in the neck and killed her. His lawyers argued that this was a case of a defective gun, but the jury didn't buy it. Monahan found guilty Tuesday of second-degree murder. When he's sentenced in March, he could face a maximum of 25 years to life. John Saucier, Fox News. What makes a good cup of coffee? Researchers in Italy say it's all in the genes. Coffee is one of the world's most popular drinks, so getting it right is big business. Now scientists at Italy's University of Udine say they've mapped the DNA of the planet's favorite coffee bean, the Arabica. The hope is this new understanding will let researchers hone in on the genes linked to flavour and aroma. But the other key thing is that Arabica coffee plants are at risk from climate change, rising temperatures and unpredictable rainfall making it harder to grow. So in future, DNA sequencing might help farmers grow stronger coffee in more ways than one. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist, Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Lately, we've seen this repetitive cycle of fog and drizzle, and that's going to continue throughout the next several days. Even more rain chances expected by the end of the week, but our long-range forecast is showing a warming trend and some sunshine by the weekend. Widespread dense fog continues this morning with areas of drizzle. Our high today, 41. Light rain tonight, Tello 35. Thursday, 49. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now a cloudy sky, northwest wind at 7 miles per hour. 33 degrees with Stevenson in the morning here on KNSS. 
734. Uh, 734 with Stephen Ted. And today is a Wednesday, January the uh, 24th, 2014. Had an interesting experience uh, yesterday, Ted. Mm-hmm. My driver's license needed to be renewed. So Shelly and I, I had her come along with me, and she, we grabbed a bunch of paperwork just in case we needed it and took off for Twin Lakes and the driver's license place over there. How long has it been since so, you had yours renewed? Oh, just this past, my past birthday, so last August. Yeah. So where did you have it done? Was, is it, I went out to Andover. Yeah. Twin, Twin Lakes is uh, very handy for us, of course. But there are a couple of places you can do this. I remember. You're, oh. So you're not one of those people that gets it renewed on your birthday. Well, <clears throat> interestingly enough, I had a call just a day or two ago from my sister-in-law, who's in uh, New Mexico, and mm-hmm. she needed some information for her banker, including my driver's license. Okay. They looked at it and said, you know, this is expired. Oh. Oh, yeah. So I've been driving on an expired license for about three or four weeks. Okay. Yeah. So I got it renewed yesterday. I Good. got it renewed now. Good. I just, I don't know, just slipped my mind. I, they sent, sent a reminder, and I just blew it off. But anyway, you know, I went back several, I was thinking several years when they had the, the center in Park Lane. Did you ever go over there? Seems like it was the only place, nope. only place in town. And I remember one time, gosh, this must have been the late 80s, maybe, spending like three hours over there, just waiting and waiting. And and I remember that one of the, one, I don't remember which candidate, one of the candidates for governor came by the radio station for a talk show. And I said, you want to, I said, you want to, you want to be elected governor? I can't remember which one. It might have been Brownback. I don't know. I said, you want to be elected governor? Do something about the wait at the, tra- at the DL. And after that, I think it was Brownback. And after he got elected, they streamlined it, got to do it. Yesterday was painless. Shelly called ahead, made an appointment for 3.30, walked in the door, sat down. We were there a little early. Right about 3.31, we were called, and up and we went. I had the exact same experience. Walked over to uh, like, booth number 12, and there was a, a woman there waiting on us. It, very pleasant, all business. Ding, 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 do this. I asked a couple of questions and took my picture, and that's it. It, yep. was, not, it was not a bad experience, so. Hats off. Yeah, they do the deal now where you reserve a time. and Yeah. Makes it just just a whole lot easier. Yeah. just with, Yeah, within like 30 seconds of me checking in and getting there, they called my name. So Yeah. Hey. But the, the waiting room wasn't, good. wasn't that crowded. Nope. I mean, I, I don't think anybody's going to wait more than 10, 15 minutes. Well, in this day and age when everyone has cell phones and we can do things like this. this it helps. It sure really does. helps. Yeah. All right. We had some uh, some sad news yesterday. That uh, a broadcasting legend has died. CBS Sunday Morning and radio legend Charles Osgood has died at the age of 91 from dementia. The award-winning broadcaster anchored CBS Sunday Morning for 22 years. He was also host of the long-running radio program, The Osgood File. See you on the radio. I say that every week. A peculiar phrase some people think for anyone to speak. Which was several stories a day in two-minute segments, perfecting the craft for radio broadcasters of the future. Osgood, a gifted news writer, poet, and author, spent 45 years at CBS News before retiring, Osgood was known for breaking out in song, and his last words to viewers were sung. A long time since I've been home. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Now, the Osgood file was a feature on KNSS on this morning show for, for several years. Mm-hmm. And every one of mine enjoyed his commentaries were, were, were outstanding. They were just folksy and uh, everyday well, stuff. They were, very, they were accurate, but without being... 
full of vitriol like right. we saw, like we see today. Just it was well very written. gentle, yeah. extremely well written commentary. Yeah. Very listenable. Something you do not hear a lot of today. He was, uh, of course, he started out in radio and did he kept going in radio all even though he had the the big TV show and everything else. And he, he wore the bow tie. Mm-hmm. That became his signature. I guess there's a bow tie. He looked good in that Smithsonian tie, at the yeah. Smithsonian Institute at the museum. They got a, one of his bow ties there. He was a well, and they play that soundbite that just within him speaking two or three words, it's just un, mm-hmm. you know who it is immediately. He uh, well, great voice. Seems like the, when I first started here at KNSS, uh, he was in town for some reason, and I was invited. Shelley and I were invited to come out and. And just spend a little time and have have a have a cocktail with Charlie Osgood. And so we did. And uh he would we taught it was just the three of us chatting away for I don't know, five, ten minutes. It was just as personable as as on the radio. I mean he just he just came off as a very, very nice man. And it was it was a pleasure to uh, talk to him and a pleasure to have him on the radio. And yeah, he just uh, he took over that uh, Sunday morning from Charles Keralt. Remember Charles Carroll mm-hmm. back in the day? Charles made that show, but uh, Osgood took it over and kept it going for several, for 20, 20 some years and did a great job. But anyway, he's a great, he was a great one, and uh, we're going to miss him. Really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that trip to the DL yesterday. It's come, they've come a long way over there. And I'm glad you're all within the law now. Seventh, I mean, I'm, I'm legal again. Chad, what do you got something going on, Chad? What's yeah, up? in traffic, just kind of an interesting note. I've been watching. Uh, for the last several days, actually, CanDrive.gov, uh, where they list all the road conditions out there. And for the last several days, we've had it listed as at least the the lowest uh, one they have on here is listed as seasonal roadway conditions. The last several days, it's been at least that, if not, you know, partially ice, snow, that sort of thing. Well, now I-135, I-235, and K-96 have all come off of all of those, now listed as regular condition. So... It just happened just a few minutes ago, actually. Well, that's something special then, huh? Yeah, so uh, the conditions on those roadways, good. Uh, still seasonal, potentially wet roadways listed on the Kansas Turnpike and K-96 northwest of Wichita. And if you're going southbound of the Turnpike, your radar is indicating uh, before you get to the uh, Oklahoma line, you're going to encounter rain showers there, and then all the way from there down into Oklahoma City. So uh, be prepared for that, or close to Oklahoma City. That's down uh, yeah, it's an area of showers about to look like about 20 miles, 30 miles wide, and it's going straight north. It's been coming this way for a while. Uh, right now, uh, maybe Sumner County's got some showers. Over Kingman County, moving up into uh, the corner of Reno County, uh, southeast corner of Reno, there's some showers up that way, and then out to the west, down uh, south of Harper. We've got some showers going on right now as well. So we're going obviously going to have probably a little more rain today here in south-central Kansas. It'll be good for the wheat. All right, Ted, good to have you back here. You had a couple of days of not being in best shape. and, and uh, Good yeah. to be back. When you're, you're not doing well, we, we say stay away and we'll do what we can without you. But uh, it's good to have you back there in the chair. And then tonight you get to go out and do some PA announcements. Yeah, I got to go. Got the soccer game. Got the shocks tonight. Got battle of the books tomorrow. So oh, you're doing battle? Get my voice in shape. Got gigs. I didn't know the battle was going on, y'all. This year. Okay. Battle of the Books, always a treat. There you go. 741 now, Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Coming up, we have a Wichita Business Journal update for you. Exploration Place receives a big donation for an amphitheater. That's on the way with Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS.
Stephen Finn in the morning, KNSS. 7.47 now. Three big things. Three. Wichita Public Schools face a $42 million budget shortfall. Two. Wichita City Council begins preparation on next year's budget. One. Trump wins the Republican New Hampshire primary with 55% of the vote to Nikki Haley's 43%. Three big things, Stephen Ted on KNSS. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Right now in traffic, we've got uh, KDOT warning folks that uh, we've got some Heavy traffic, maybe a slowdown. It's uh, eastbound Kellogg, and it's right around West Street. Uh, so watch out for some uh, heavy traffic there. We've also got heavy traffic northbound I-235, and it's approaching uh, that uh, road construction there at I-135. Traffic on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Dense fog advisory this morning. Cloudy, foggy today, 40% chance for rain. And a high of 41 degrees. Slight chance for drizzle and fog tonight. The overnight low 35. For Thursday, mostly cloudy. Tomorrow's high, 49 degrees. Now we have a cloudy sky. Northwest wind at 7 miles per hour. 33 degrees at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Find the comfort of a hat. Express your personality. Go to Hatman Jacks and find your own style. See why people from around the nation make Hatman Jacks their destination. At the clock tower in Delano, Hatman Jacks. The Dow cooled a bit Tuesday on Wall Street. Wall Street ending the day mixed as the Dow eased off a record high set Monday and fell below the 38,000 mark. Meantime, the S&P 500 continued into record territory. The Dow fell on the day 96 points. The Nasdaq gained 66. The S&P added 14. Wall Street is absorbing a slew of earnings reports. Procter & Gamble says better pricing is the key to high revenue. And Johnson & Johnson said adjusted earnings per share came in a penny ahead of expectations. And speaking of J&J, the company has 10 
tentatively agreed to pay about $7 million to settle claims over how J&J marketed its talcum-based baby powder. The company has faced claims its powder causes cancer. J&J has denied that. Tom Graham, Fox News. And local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. A highly anticipated project along the Arkansas River getting big financial hand along with a new name, Exploration Place, announcing yesterday it's received a $1 million commitment from the Wichita Foundation for the Science and Discovery Center's planned amphitheater along the river's West Bank. The venue will be called the Wichita Foundation Amphitheater, set to open this fall. It'll feature free family movie nights, live music performances, and other entertainment and community events. Exploration Place's leaders have also said they hope it becomes the go-to spot to watch the nightly cauldron lighting at the Keeper of the Plains. The Wichita City Council gave the go-ahead Tuesday to another component of the plans to develop the area around Riverfront Stadium. During a consent meeting and workshop, the council approved a $325,000 agreement with LK Architecture for design improvements along the west bank of the Arkansas River on the east side of the stadium between Douglas and Waterman. The locally-based firm is tasked with designing pedestrian walkways, landscaping, and more in, and more in a cohesive fashion with EPC Real Estate Group's vision for its $110 million mixed-use development, which includes a hotel, apartment complex, retail space, and parking garage. Employees at a West Wichita Starbucks have filed a petition to unionize with the National Labor Relations Board, claiming the store is understaffed, has inconsistent and unfair scheduling, and unsupportive management. A letter was also sent to Starbucks CEO by the employees from the Central and Tyler location. The petition was filed on January 18th with the NLRB, the government agency overseeing union activity and collective bargaining. In an effort to unionize 21 employees, including all full-time and part-time baristas and shift managers at that location at Central and Tyler. Local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. And so, Ted, it's been uh, 7.51 now with Stephen Tennant. I was off last Friday, so we haven't uh, done a show together now for, what, three three times? Since uh, six days yeah. ago. Yeah. Six days ago. Today, is this is... Uh, Steve and Ted show number, let me look at here, 6,595. Nice. And uh, I understand while I was gone, I, I saw on Facebook, you put something on Facebook, we did, somebody did, about uh, the anniversary of the beginning of uh, the show. Yeah, your Which first was, day hosting. Was it January 19? Yeah. It was whatever uh, last Friday yeah, was. Yeah, I think it was. And uh, I saw, I watched, I saw it, I saw some of the response from uh, so many listeners. I didn't have a chance to write any of them down. Yeah, we got some great responses. There was a lot of response from people who have uh, very, very nice things to say uh, about the Stephen Ted Show. One of them was former Congressman Dan Glickman. Dan Glickman chimed in. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even know that he listened to us, but he is at least. Well, I don't know if he, he has, has either, but he saw it on social media. So his, yeah, and he, he's passed along a pretty nice compliment. So. Yeah. There you go. And for all of you who did respond, thank you so much. We appreciate it. It's uh, great to celebrate something like that. And here we are. Yeah, this show has now been going strong for 26 years. No plans to uh, pull the plug that we know of <laughs> so far. It's uh, 7.53, Stephen Ted, and today is uh, National Peanut Butter Day. Hello. Yeah. Recognizing an American staple in our pantries. I wonder if anybody's got a pantry that doesn't have creamy or crunchy or chunky peanut butter in it. Mine uh, does. You've got one? Of course. I've, I've got Always some in mine. Always have peanut butter around. Got some on my hand, in my house. and uh, Mine doesn't. Oh, there you go. There's one out of three. Yep. <laughs> one out of three, yeah. 
Whether it's creamy or chunky, with chocolate or with jelly, peanut butter gets the recognition it deserves each year on this day. I do like the uh, uh, peanut butter with the, with the chocolate combination. That's good, like that. The, uh, uh, otherwise, I'm not a big fan. The early peanut butter made by the Aztecs and Incas around 1000 B.C. was more of a paste and not nearly as creamy as the peanut butter we have now. Well, I'm sure. No, of course. It's been, it's been perfected over the last mm-hmm. couple of hundred years or whatever. So a couple of thousand years. And uh, my, my wife, St. Shelley, is a big peanut butter lover. She loves peanut butter. And as I said, I'm not a big fan. I know that, uh, Dad, over the years I've discerned that you are a guy who likes his peanut butter. Peanut Definitely. Butter, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That, and I, I used to eat those as a kid. That, you know, that's a weird combination. PP and J. But uh, my daughter, I know she and her and my grandkids, they do PP and J all the time. I love it. National Peanut Butter Day. So what about our news story where we've hired someone now to fix up the west bank of the river? This is still like the ninth firm we've hired to fix up the west bank of the river. Seems yeah. like we do this about once a year now. We pay someone six figures to spruce up the West Bank, I guess and, I, and, and I can't tell any difference. It looks the same as it does every time. I think we're going to put up some buildings in there now. In they that, always say that. In that very small space between the ballpark and the river. They know, always say that. Like 200 every feet. Every year, and then the next year, we hear have a new news story. Well, we've hired someone, and we're paying them $200,000 to fix up the West Bank. Well, what happened to the last eight things we hired? I don't know. It's still the same old sidewalk. It's still the same old everything. <laughs> bring back the bring back the train track. <laughs> Remember that? You used to have a train track out there. Ah, yeah, I know. All right, so there you go. Seven fifty-five now. Coming up in the eight o'clock hour. Stay with Steve and Ted here on this Wednesday morning. We have the latest on the New Hampshire primaries. Ted has sports on the way, right, Ted? Yeah, we've got Shocker basketball tonight at home. K-State on the road. We'll preview those coming up in sports. Plus entertainment news, the blur. Looking forward to it. We've got some great audio coming your way. Entertainment news in the blur in 40 minutes. And as always, traffic and weather. Stay with us in the 8 o'clock hour with Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Trump wins New Hampshire primary. We have the story. Wichita schools face a big budget shortfall. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. A double shooting investigated in North Wichita. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm Rodney Price. We're only a few weeks into 2024, but the city of Wichita is already planning ahead for 2025. That story is coming up. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Lately, we have felt more like Seattle than Wichita with all the rain and fog. Our forecast for the drive to work and the drive home. We have that update here in just a few minutes. Donald Trump has won the New Hampshire Republican primary. Fox's Alexis McAdams was at Trump's campaign headquarters. She reports from Bedford, New Hampshire. The former president took the stage and was surrounded by lots of supporters and people in the crowd chanting, Make America Great Again. He thought he had this in the bag earlier when we talked to him on the ground here in New Hampshire at a polling location and again called for Nikki Haley to drop out. 
And that's what Nikki Haley wanted, right, this entire time. She wanted a two-person race here in New Hampshire. That's what she got. And you saw what happened with the polls here. So Donald Trump was able to pull out a win, not just in Iowa, but now here in the Granite State. Haley held more events, though, than Donald Trump on the ground in this state. It was all about the retail politics for her team. And they say they had the momentum and the money to keep on going with more donations flowing in. Preliminary results show Trump with 55% of the vote and 12 delegates to Nikki Haley's 43% and 9 delegates. President Biden taking a win in the New Hampshire primary. Fox Business's Madison Allworth with the latest from the president's watch party in Manchester. When the evening started, there were around 50 to 60 people here in attendance, most, if not all of them, volunteers for this grassroots write-in effort. And the reason that this needed to exist is because President Biden was not on the ballot here in New Hampshire. The reason being, the DNC announced last year that South Carolina would be the first in the nation primary. When New Hampshire did not comply, Biden's campaign announced that he would not be filing to be on the ballot. Even though that was the case, this grassroots effort, they made sure and pushed for Biden to win tonight. At 8 p.m., they started speeches. They waited until 9 p.m. At that point, they officially announced that President Biden had won. One person is dead, another critically injured following a shooting in North Wichita. It happened around 2 Tuesday morning in the 1500 block of North Poplar near 15th and Grove. A 20-year-old person died at the scene. An 18-year-old was transported to an area hospital. No names have been released as they are still working to notify family members. At this time, investigators do not believe there was any threat to the general public and no arrests have been made. Anyone with information is asked to call detectives at 268-4407 or Crime Stoppers anonymously at 316-267-2111. Dan O'Neill. KNSS News. The Wichita City Council has started preparation on the 2025 city budget. In order to know what Wichitans want in that budget, the city announced the results of a citizen survey that took place last fall. Respondents indicate safety is a continued priority for the city. In the current general fund adopted budget, 59% of it is dedicated to police and fire. Residents also support further focus on the local economy while placing high value on opportunities for education, culture, and the arts. Residents also say Wichita could improve on recreational offerings and health services. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Wichita Public Schools facing a $42 million budget shortfall. Officials blame an end of COVID relief funds and declining enrollment. Superintendent Kelly Bielefeld says closing some schools could save the district about $16 million. We've been doing a great job of keeping things uh, to our high standard that we want, um, but we, we also need uh, to load to you know shrink that footprint so we have more resources to do things better. Bielefeld says the district plans to reassign teachers and staff affected by any closings, and a list of potential schools will be announced next month. Kansas lawmakers are calling on Governor Kelly to sign the flat tax bill. This would create a single tax rate regardless of income level. It would also remove the state sales tax on groceries now instead of waiting a year. Senator Dinah Sykes, a Lenexa Democrat, says the governor has already said she's going to veto that bill. Hopefully the governor will veto this and we will be able to sustain this because um, it's going to put us underwater within five years. Republicans say they would work to override the any veto of the bill. A two-thirds majority would be needed in both the House and Senate.
to override the veto. KNSS News Time now, 8.05, five minutes past 8 o'clock. A very surprising coaching change in the NBA involves a guy from Wichita. We'll talk about that coming up in sports. And Sedgwick County Commission will look at property taxes today. That story just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS, 810 now, 10 minutes past 8 o'clock. A man escaped from the building where he was living in Park City, but a cat perished in a fire Tuesday afternoon in the 100 block of West 61st Street North. Two dogs also escaped from the fire. The building was used for storage. Damage is estimated at $150,000. At today's weekly meeting, the Sedgwick County Commission will look at property taxes. Commission Chair Ryan Beatty tells KNSS News. Our county clerk's going to be giving a presentation about homestead refunds. Uh, and this is about property tax refunds and opportunities for particularly seniors or disabled veterans to get some sort of property tax relief. Beatty commented during his weekly chat with Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is vowing absolute victory after 21 Israeli soldiers were killed in the deadliest attack against Israeli forces in Gaza since the war with Hamas began. Fox's Alex Hogan reporting from Tel Aviv. The IDF says 21 were killed by Palestinian militants when a grenade aimed at a tank took down two buildings, crushing the troops inside. The military claims it's now encircled the city of Han Yunis, but the U.N. warns Israeli attacks hit a shelter for displaced civilians, killing at least six people. As the death toll soars, the World Health Organization reports that strikes on health care facilities are rising as well. And in Jerusalem, families of the hostages are demanding action. Among the families, are Liran, Eli, and Omri, men fighting to bring home their little brothers, Ziv, Gali, Idan, and Aviatar. They're begging the Biden administration and governments of Qatar and Egypt to mediate. Congress and the White House are still negotiating a supplemental package to provide aid to Israel. A pastor in Colorado accused of defrauding investors in a cryptocurrency marketplace. His defense? The Lord made me do it. Eli Regalado and his wife, Caitlin, face civil fraud charges and are accused of raising $3.2 million for more than 300 people via the cryptocurrency they established, which prosecutors say is essentially worthless. The suspects run the online-only Victorious Grace Church from their home and allegedly spent over $1.3 million on vacations, jewelry, and the purchase of a Range Rover. Eli Regalado posted a YouTube video last week talking about those funds. But out of that 1.3, half a million dollars went to the IRS and a few hundred thousand dollars went to a home remodel that the Lord told us to do. He says God is going to perform a miracle so that everyone can get their money back. The Regalados are due in court next week. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 8-12, 12 minutes past 8 o'clock. Continue to expect a bit of a slowdown approaching the road construction at the North Junction. That's northbound on I-235, approaching I-135. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. 8.13 now. Stephen's head of the morning here on KNSS. It's, uh, well, New Hampshire. New Hampshire. But it's uh, in the books now. And we've had, we have with us this morning Fox News Radio's Tanya J. Powers to talk about it. Good morning, Tanya. Nice to have you with us. Hey, good morning. Thanks. No surprises, huh? Or or were there any surprises? I think the big surprise of last night was how close the margin was. 
uh, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of strange to say an 11 point victory was a close margin, but compared to the the blowout, I think a lot of people had expected uh, it to be. It it was a lot closer than that. Um, it was close enough, I guess, for the Haley campaign to decide that you know, yes, they are going to go ahead and go to South Carolina, which is her home state. Uh, the former president uh, spoke last night. Both of them spoke last night at different. Uh, times he seemed frustrated that she was not getting out of the race. Uh, his campaign has been very strategic in trying to, you know, make that happen. Um, and so it's, you know, so he could get basically all of his competitors out before South Carolina and certainly before Super Tuesday. Um, she gave a speech last night. I was at with her campaign in Concord. Uh, she gave a speech that did not sound like a speech that someone who just lost the New Hampshire primary would give. Uh, it was very upbeat, very energetic and positive, and uh, it, not quite a victory lap, but it sounded way more like that than it, than it did the speech of someone who just lost. It's watching the watching polls, and I know we're not supposed to pay a lot of attention to that. The polls I was watching was just every every week. It seemed like uh, she was coming up a little more and a little more. There may be some momentum building there, and uh, and here's the key. Here's mm-hmm. the key, I guess, is uh, she got plenty of money to to campaign with. Well, they just, according to her campaign this morning, she apparently just put about $4 million into an ad buy in South Carolina. Uh, a couple of new ads just started running this morning, as a matter of fact. Um, the One of them, you know, talks talks about Trump and Biden and says it's the rematch nobody wants. Um, you know, so that's kind of where yeah, I think the positioning on this is going. She was a little more pointed in her um, in her words about about Trump, and, and she kept it to his uh, his performance while in office, uh, as well as you know the age of both him and Biden. Uh, that has been something she has said, you know, and and her campaign has kind of talked about a lot uh, in recent recent days. Um, but you know that's that's one of the things that I kept hearing from voters that was a concern for them as well is the age of, of both of the other you know. The other two candidates, Biden and Trump. Now, the average working person out there is thinking, <clears throat> "Wait a minute, uh, that's the age I want to retire over." Long before that, <laughs> long before they get to that yeah. age. But uh, that's it. Yeah. It's, yeah. But so now we've got. Uh, w- when is the uh, South Carolina primary then? We, it's in a month. It's February the twenty fourth. Okay, is that that the next one on the calendar then? That's the next one on the calendar. It's also the next month or two is going to be a crucial point uh, for Trump as far as his legal issues and his court battles are concerned. Right. Uh, he's still facing, you know, 91 felony counts, uh, indictments. And at some point, probably, you know, I would expect soon um, there's going to be you know, a movement on the case in New York that, you know, uh, from the attorney general, the one that's under consideration by the judge now. Um, that that is expected. Um, there's also, of course, other things that could happen between now and March. Uh, other you know, legal issues that are you know that stem from all of these indictments that he's also got to worry about, not just campaigning. Yeah. So Haley's been just yeah. I, I haven't heard that she said anything at all about uh, the legal problems with the former president. So. That's a yeah, she's been very strategic in, in, in what she has said about him. She, like Les said last night, she kept it to, you know, his time in office. And, you know, she pointed out, she said that Republicans lost ground during, you know, his time in office, that they lost the Senate, the House, and the White House. 
She said they lost the, the midterms in 2018, 2020, 2022. You know, this, these were uh, different elections that, you know, that had not gone their way um, and kind of pinned that on the former president. Uh, he was much more personal in his attacks, which I don't think should surprise anybody. Uh, you know, he was more pointed um, about her, seemed, you know, angrier and frustrated during his speech um, that, you know, she didn't just come right out and say, yes, I lost. <laughs> um, he said, you know, she, well, she lost, she should come right out and say she lost, which I'm sure the irony of him saying that about, about a competitor will escape not a lot of people um, because <laughs> because – there, there have been many people who wondered, you know, why that was not his stance in 2020. Um, so that's, I'm sure that's not lost on a lot of folks. But no, she did not. She did not appear like. And, and, and matter of fact, her supporters last night at the at the event did not appear to be daunted by this. Mm-hmm. Um, this they, they left with plenty of enthusiasm. All right, all right. Thanks for being with us. As always, we we appreciate it. Fox News Radio's Tanya J. Powers this morning talking about the New Hampshire primary. It's 818, Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Let's take a look at sports now with Ted Woodward. Ted? Yeah, we got Shocker basketball tonight here in town. Shocker men hosting East Carolina in conference play. Both time break losing streaks. Pirates have lost three in a row. Shocks have dropped seven in a row, their longest streak in 23 years. Shocks still looking for that first conference win, too. Vegas has the Shocks as a three-and-a-half-point favorite on home court tonight. Mike Kennedy and Dave Dahl begin their pregame coverage at 5.30 p.m. The game will tip off at 6.30 this evening at Coke Arena. And, of course, listen live to Shocker Basketball on 103.7 KEYN. Look for the Pirates to play that really stifling defense, that Texas Tech-style defense that North Texas plays, too. Shocks have already played North Texas this year. Mike Kennedy, the play-by-play voice of the Shockers, spoke with Shocker head coach Paul Mills. East Carolina is similar to North Texas in the way they defend. And as you go through a season, uh, that's always helpful if you can see some different things and, and experience different things. Do you feel like it, it should help you to have seen North Texas at least since that's not typically the way a lot of teams play? Yeah, you know, uh, Mark Adams, the, the Texas Tech head coach, uh, is now an assistant at East Carolina. He's, he's been the Texas Tech head coach the last two years and was in charge of their defense when Chris Beard was there. And he's kind of implemented a lot of that there at, at East Carolina. All right, the Shocks and the Pirates tonight, 6.30 p.m. tip-off. Once again, that's on 103.7 KEYN. K-State men's basketball team is on the road tonight, one of the toughest places to go in the nation. 18th-ranked Iowa State in Ames tonight. Iowa State is 11-0 on home court this season. They're only a game back in the conference standings, tied for fifth. K-State is tied for first atop the Big 12 Conference heading into this one. K-State has won six out of seven, and yet when you go into Ames, K-State is a a seven-and-a-half-point underdog going into this one tonight. Live coverage of K-State men's basketball at 7 o'clock. The game will tip off at 8 o'clock this evening. Listen live on 97.5 on 1240 KFH for K-State men's basketball action. Pro basketball in the NBA yesterday. A coaching change for one of the top teams in the league. As Wichita's Adrian Griffin in his rookie year as the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks is out. 
Griffin's tenure in Milwaukee lasted just 43 games. That's barely half a season. The Bucks have a 30-13 and record. They are second in the Eastern Conference, trailing only the Boston Celtics. Milwaukee hired Griffin to replace Mike Budenholzer after the Bucks last year lost to Miami in the first round of the playoffs. Budenholzer guided the Bucks to an NBA championship three years ago. There are concerns about Milwaukee's defense this season. The Bucks have slipped from 4th to 22nd in the league's defensive rating. Assistant Joe Prunty will be the team's interim head coach. Bob Mortali, Fox News. So, Wichita's Adrian Griffin, second best team in the NBA, and you're fired. <laughs> so, something's going on up in Milwaukee. Something, yeah, personality something, yeah, something going on. Yeah. So, there's uh, that news. The College Baseball Hall of Fame has been in existence for 20 years. Now it's finally going to have a permanent home. It's going to be in Overland Park, Kansas, at the Museum at Prairie Fire, there at Nall and 135th Street. That'll open next year. National Hockey League, the Edmonton Oilers win again on home ice. They beat the Columbus Blue Jackets 4-1 to last night. Two former Wichita Thunder players helping Edmonton to yet another victory in goalie. In goal, Stuart Skinner, the former Thunder goalie, 27 saves, his 11th straight win, and that puts him past Grant Fuhrer for most in all time in Edmonton Oilers history for a goalie. And on defense, another former Thunder player, Vincent Descharnay, had three block shots. Edmonton is in third place in the Pacific Division. Huge crowd of 18,000 on hand last night for that game to see their home team, Edmonton, win its 14th game in a row. The Oilers become only the seventh team in National Hockey League history to have at least a 14-game winning streak. Wow. And you got two former Thunder players helping them to all those wins. How about that? That's Sports with Steve and Ted, brought to you by Bel Air Recovery Center, a safe, healing environment with caring employees that fully understand recovery from addiction. Bel Air Recovery Center, they improve the lives they touch. Keep it here for the Hannity Morning Minute. Sean has advice for Nikki Haley. That's coming up, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Nationally recognized Marconi awarded radio show. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 8.30 here on this Wednesday morning. 33 degrees, has fog and mist in the area. A Newton woman was injured in a crash in Harvey County Tuesday morning. On K-196 west of Whitewater, troopers say the 28-year-old was driving an SUV that went left of center, striking an eastbound semi-truck head-on. The woman was taken to a Wichita hospital. Her condition was not known. The 35-year-old Great Bend man who was driving the semi was not injured. Dozens of Kansas lawmakers launching an effort to direct the state's attorney general to release information from an investigation of a police raid last year on a central Kansas weekly newspaper. 35 Democrats and 10 Republicans in the Kansas House have introduced a resolution condemning the August 11th raid of the Marion County Records offices and the home of its publisher. The resolution would direct Attorney General Chris Kobach to provide a report on whether the investigation found that people's civil rights were violated. House Speaker Dan Hawkins said in an email statement that the request would go through the, quote, normal committee process, which gives a committee chair wide discretion in what measures to consider. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Kansas lawmakers are calling on Governor Kelly to sign a flat tax bill. It would create a single tax rate regardless of income level. It would also remove the state sales tax on groceries now instead of waiting for a year. House Speaker Dan Hawkins, a Wichita Republican, 
says lawmakers will work to overcome a promised veto by the governor. If she doesn't sign it, then we'll work towards a, an override. That's the next step if she doesn't sign it. But we're, we're, we're thinking she really should. A two-thirds majority would be needed in both the House and the Senate to override such a veto. Immigration, a key issue for Republican primary voters. Fox's Bill Malugin with details. As President Biden's approval ratings on his handling of the border continue to sink like a rock, voters in New Hampshire tell Fox it is their number one priority this election year. And this comes as the month of December saw the highest number of illegal crossings in recorded history. As the Biden administration just continues to break all the wrong records across the board year after year after year. Despite officials in his own administration constantly claiming that the border is secure, President Biden finally admitted it's not. A pastor in Ohio and a city are at odds over using a church for round-of-the-clock shelter for the homeless. Chris Avell, a pastor at Dad's Place Church in Bryan, Ohio, pleading not guilty this month to 18 criminal counts. City officials alleging he violated ordinances when he opened the venue up as a 24-7 sanctuary for those seeking shelter. Avell calling the charges unexpected and humiliating. In response, lawyers for the pastor and the church have filed a federal lawsuit against the city alleging religious discrimination, asking for a restraining order or an injunction, as well as damages and attorney's fees. The city denies it's treated the pastor and the church inappropriately. A federal judge will consider the injunction on March 4th. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. Stephen, 10 in the morning, KNSS. Let's take a look at the forecast now with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Lately, we've seen this repetitive cycle of fog and drizzle, and that's going to continue throughout the next several days. Even more rain chances expected by the end of the week, but our long-range forecast is showing a warming trend and some sunshine by the weekend. Widespread dense fog continues this morning with areas of drizzle. Our high today, 41. Light rain tonight, Tello 35, Thursday, 49. I'm KNSS meteorologist and holiday. Now we have fog and mist and 33 degrees, a north wind at 7 miles per hour. Stephen's head of the morning, KNSS 8.51 here on this Wednesday morning. Three big things. Three. Wichita Public Schools face a $42 million budget shortfall. Two. Wichita City Council begins preparation on next year's budget. One. Trump wins the Republican New Hampshire primary with 55% of the vote to Nikki Haley's 43%. Three big things. Steve and Ted on KNSS. And right now in traffic, just want to say that at one point, the visibility in Eisenhower National Airport, it jumped all the way up to seven miles, and then the very next reading, it was down to three-quarters of a mile. So that fog out there, kind of patchy, and that uh, dense fog advisory can it goes till noon today. Just remember, you got to keep those headlights on. The other drivers can see you, those low beams going. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Dense fog advisory this morning. Cloudy, foggy, 40% chance for rain today. With a high of 41 degrees. Slight chance for drizzle and fog tonight. The overnight low 35. Thursday, mostly cloudy. Tomorrow's high 49 degrees. Now fog, mist, north wind at 7 miles per hour. 33 degrees at Wichita's severe weather station. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. And looking at the stock market this morning, the Dow is trading up by 73 points. As we open the market day, and the S&P is up 22, NASDAQ is up 110 points. And local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. The Wichita City Council giving the go-ahead yesterday to another component of plans to develop the area around Riverfront Stadium downtown. 
During a consent meeting and workshop, the council approving a $325,000 agreement with LK Architecture for design improvements along the west bank of the Arkansas River on the east side of the stadium between Douglas and Waterman. The locally based firm tasked with designing pedestrian walkways, landscaping, and more in a cohesive fashion with EPC Real Estate Group's vision for its $110 million mixed-use development. And that includes a hotel, apartment complex, retail space, and a parking garage. Employees at a West Wichita Starbucks have filed a petition to unionize with the National Labor Relations Board, claiming the store is understaffed, has inconsistent and unfair scheduling, and unsupported management. A letter was also sent to Starbucks CEO by the employees from the Central and Tyler location. The petition was filed January 18th with the NLRB, the government agency that oversees union activity and collective bargaining, in an effort to unionize 21 employees, including all full-time and part-time baristas and shift managers at the Central and Tyler location. A highly anticipated project along the Arkansas River getting a big financial hand along with a new name. Exploration Place, announcing yesterday it's received a $1 million commitment from the Wichita Foundation for the Science and Discovery Center's planned amphitheater along the river's west bank. The venue will be called the Wichita Foundation Amphitheater, set to open this fall, featuring free family movie nights, live music performances, other entertainment and community events as well. Exploration Place's leaders have also said they hope it becomes the go-to spot to watch the nightly cauldron lighting at the Keeper of the Plains. Local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Well, it seems like we're celebrating something almost every day. Today is National Compliment Day. Offers a wonderful way to brighten someone's day or to give credit for a job well done. Give an extra compliment annually on this day and any time one is deserved. Compliment has a powerful effect. It can instill confidence in a child or validate someone's hard work. The trick is be sincere. Don't be making it up. And sometimes in the workplace... The wrong kind of compliments, of course, can get you into big trouble. So look for something nice to say. Ted, good to have you back. Thank you. It is good to be back. And that was an honest, I appreciate that. honest yeah. compliment. Thank you. Like you're doing a fine job over there today. So spread it around. A National Compliment Day. You have done a satisfactory job today. Oh, thank you so much. Coming up, the Glenn Beck Program. We're going to be talking about tax, dollar, tax dollars being spent on illegal immigration. Also, 9 o'clock news, top of the hour this morning, our big story, Trump wins the New Hampshire primary. Well, if you missed any of today's show or just want to listen again, go on the Odyssey app. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, Dana Lash Show, news updates all day. Steve and Ted in the morning on 98.7, 1330 KNSS Wichita. Ted, good to have you back after a couple of days off, and we'll do this again tomorrow morning on KNSS. You're the best. Thinking about a new furnace this winter? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 